0: Hello and welcome to a special winter edition of the Legal Geeks. We are here to discuss that special ceremony and special event that happens every four years. Um, And as a Nordic person, it's my favorite of the whatever every four year events. It's the Winter Olympics. Hey, Josh, how are you?
1: Good evening, Jessica. How are you tonight? (laughs)
0: <laughs> I'm good. We both have on some winter gear. Neither one of us looks as fabulous as Johnny Ware, of course, who's doing a fantastic job um, doing his ice skating announcing with some fabulous outfits. So, but I'd say you look very dashing. I like the hat.
1: Thank you. I got this as the last Paraben Conference because it was in Snowberg, Utah, where it was freezing and snowing. And I do think Utah would have been a great place for the Olympics. If only we had done that before. <laughs>
0: And I'm wearing a winter cardigan in honor of the Winter Olympics, but my cardigan was not made by Ralph Lauren, which is why it does not look like a cardigan that my great aunt Gladys would wear. So I have to say we need to get rid of Ralph Lauren as our official designer of U.S. Olympic wear. I'm sick and tired of him.
1: I actually think he could be tried for treason for making those outfits. <laughs>
0: There's certainly some sort of, um, yes, what would be, could it be treason, some sort of besmirching the American name with those outfits or something?
1: It probably violates the flag code. In probably. Some way. <laughs> it's, it's bloody wrong. You know, and when I read some of the articles about the the outfit and they wanted to be able to show off, you know, that they're from the United States, our, our flag is pretty well known. Yeah. Uh, it's a symbol of hope. It's a symbol of liberation. Uh, there, there are plenty of people who cried and, and, and thanked the United States when we liberated death camps at the end of World War II, so they really don't need to jazz up the American flag where it's already the symbol of freedom across the planet.
0: That, and quite frankly, I think, yeah, most people are going to realize, um, I mean, we put out a pretty big uh, force there and a big, pretty big presence, so yeah, it was definitely garish and tacky, I have to say.
1: Indeed, indeed, but... You know, when you think of the Olympics and, you know, you have all the curling, which I personally enjoy, and it's, like, it's nice to see the U.S. hockey team beat the Russians because who doesn't like that?
0: I think they but, made a movie about that. Hmm. (laughs) wait i have to say one thing about curling before we go on because it's kind of sad the u.s women obviously had a rough time this year but you know we do have ties here in madison the u.s skip is from madison wisconsin so they still i'm still proud of them even though you know this year we're out of metal contention that's okay we'll get them next time
1: the calendar was still awesome and that's all that i (laughs) so i digress
0: anyway yes so i cut you off so yes hockey very exciting. But
1: this has reminded me of, of one important thing. Uh, Putin's still a member of the KGB. So it's it's pretty, pretty evil, some of the stuff that they've – and just wacky, some of the stuff that they've done.
0: Well, yes, the Russian Olympics, and I watched the opening ceremonies, which I thought, um, you know, weren't the best, but I thought there was some neat stuff there. Um, obviously, it's tough. They have a tough history. I mean, we all have things in our past that, you know – we don't want to dwell on at Olympic ceremonies. Um, Obviously, some of the Russian things are more current. And of course, there is that whole odd coincidence. And this is why I always root for like Russian athletes and Chinese athletes, because I'm afraid if they don't perform well, they're going to be in trouble. The guy who was in charge of the snowflake thing who ends up dead after the botched opening ceremony. I'm like, oh, God, this is why I get so nervous (laughs) for these poor people in these countries.
1: Now, now, granted, I do think the accidental stabbing story was (laughs) uh, fabricated, (laughs) you know, but I wouldn't be surprised if there's the accidental bear attack in his apartment. You know, there's Because you know Putin does care about accountability. Yes. And when you have that foreign ministers, you know, talking about video from the showers with people, you know, turning the the nozzles towards the uh, you know towards the walls, it's like, how would you know that? What would you, are there cameras in the bathrooms or the stalls that have two toilets in them? Weird.
0: Yeah, the toilets, the two toilets in a bathroom thing, that actually really freaks me out. The um, Yeah, the snooping, I have to say, it's kind of funny that they were really so blatant about admitting it. I don't know that anybody's really that surprised. Um, I don't know if Russia actually has an invasion of privacy kind of cause of action there. It's certainly not as against the government, I'm sure.
1: There's an expectation of the invasion of privacy. <laughs> That's right. <in> <laughs> they have a There's- long history of the, you know, flowers with the microphones in them and just when you look at putin and you look at his history of course they're going to be doing that he thinks the fall of the soviet union which was an evil empire was yes. the worst thing of the 20th century to happen i disagree with that and you know the happy days 1950s russia seems to have ignored the vast majority of things that actually happened in russia in the 1950s from Stalin to Khrushchev to God knows how many people that they killed and sent to gulags. But hey, let's focus on the happy, unbelievable things with, you know, parades with nuclear missiles. But I digress because I'm not a fan.
0: I know. And again, in all fairness, um, I do think that everybody, and you know, I've, I've heard that uh, they talked about this a little bit after the opening ceremony that look, everybody misses the good old days, right? Like, I mean, that's kind of the, you know, a human experience too, that once the horrible stuff does get past, you look back and you're like, you know, there were some bad things, but there were some nice things, too. There was some certainty, some stability, and we appreciate that. So that's kind of the weird quirks of human nature, too, is that you are willing to be like, those were the good old days.
1: Standing in line for toilet paper, food, fear of nuclear Armageddon. Yeah, the good old days.
0: Hey, that's how the human mind works. You know,
1: sure, they were able to get Sputnik up three days after that we test-fired the first ICBM, the SNARK missile. And sure, they had that going for them. And that did spur Eisenhower to go enough is enough and that was the largest educational advancement that we ever had in the United States was under Ike and that fear mm-hmm. that the United States was falling behind in education we could sure use a shot in the arm now uh with our education system so no See, I'm, i See there's
0: something to be said for a good cold war enemy right Oh god it
1: it's Sure, there was fear of the end of the human race and blowing up the planet, and that was completely not good. If we can only get that sense of urgency to take care of our country, to build freeways, to make things efficient, based upon an actual honest-to-God need, as opposed to the fear of God coming down and blowing up the planet... That would be a far better way for us to live and this rabbit hair is really hot. So, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's warm for a reason and I can hear <laughs> you now. So,
0: yes, well, speaking of Russians and Americans being kind of frenemies in some ways, I do think it's interesting that, you know, I don't know if this is a good thing or bad things, but at least some Russian and American judges may be able to work together because, you know, the whole ice dancing scandal that's going on right now, which poor Canada, you know, 12 years ago, they were the victim of a possible judging scandal in ice skating. Um, And yet again, now this time they may be the victim of a scandal, and it may be because the American and the Russian judges were working together. Now, of course, this is all speculation and conjecture, but I'm like, look at that. See, the Americans and Russians can work together sometimes. We have many times. It's,
1: <laughs> it, it's fast, you know, that entire defeating Nazi Germany thing, we're able to put aside a few differences on that. That
0: was really nice for a brief, shiny moment. Yeah,
1: yeah, uh, even though there were other issues with that. But yes, when you th- look at the Russian people were the most screwed over country during the 20th century. It, 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 st- Stalin and the Soviet thugs that followed him, Killed somewhere between 25 million to 50 million of their own citizens. The exact number isn't known. And when you look at the pain that they endured, and when Glosnost kicked in, and we were able to defeat the evil empire, and we blew the peace dividend. You know, when you thinking back to Nixon's Beyond Peace, and you know that Gorbachev was hell bent to be the last communist, as opposed to the first Russian democrat. And we could have used the peace dividend and not having to have the buildup that we needed to face them—to either buy all of their ICBMs and all their nuclear material or hell, buy Siberia and, infl- yeah. and give a real influx of cash. so We don't have nuclear weapons getting lost in the former Soviet Union bake sale of weapons to third parties. Um, That was the real chance for peace and the real things that we could have done in the early 90s. And both uh, Bush 41 and Clinton, I mean, they did their best, but we kind of blew it. Yeah. Because the American people react best to foreign policy when we feel fear. When we feel victory, we're unwilling to do the things necessary to win the peace. And it's, it's a damn shame.
0: It is. Again, I think that's probably human nature. I mean, let's face it, you know, it's much easier to sacrifice and do the hard things when you are motivated by fear. Once things are easy, you're like, all right, well, now I can turn back to more self-centered kind of issues.
1: Yeah, and that is human nature, but we've caused long, larger problems by doing that. True. uh, Throughout the 90s, you know, throughout our college experience, you know, there was the fear of the starving Russian military Missile commander selling a nuclear weapon to someone, and the ones that, that the nukes that they had go missing, you know, those are kind of disturbing. And you don't want to lose a nuclear weapon, so no. but let's think about you know, again, I, I think like, wow,
0: we've gotten pretty heavy here, Josh. <laughs> this is the Winter Olympics. Let's go back to like poor John Daly and losing out on his skeleton medal and being so sad afterwards. That was very sad to see,
1: it was, you know, and. And Bob Costas and his eye infection.
0: Oh, he's so cute, and he's funny. Even all the references he made that first night dealing with the eye. I love Bob Costas.
1: Yeah, that was that. That was hard. It was like, dude, dude. Mm. Now, again, the U.S. hockey team. Let's see if we're able to take out Canada. You know,
0: our they, enemy to the north.
1: Yes, yes, <laughs> the great maple threat. Um, <laughs> If they only weren't so polite and fun and enjoyable, it would be, and, you know, and I think the NHL is full of Canadians who play hockey for American teams. So. Yes.
0: Um, and of course I have to reference now Canadian bacon, which I don't think it's the credit it deserves. I think maybe I was in a goofy mood the night I saw it, but it was hysterical. John Candy, his last movie. Um, Stephen Wright, awesome as a Canadian Mountie. Rhea Perlman, I think Alan Alda was president in it, right? Yes, he was. Yes, very funny movie. Oh, yes, the dangers uh, we face from Canada. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, good manners. Uh, you, know, it's, <laughs> you know, I think I've been to Vancouver enough where I could vote, and it's just it's a delightful place. I've I spent a birthday up there once. It's it's a wonderful, wonderful place. Yes. So I wouldn't feel bad if we lost. Uh, I prefer winning, but. It doesn't
0: have quite the great moral messages when we fight the Russians, especially back in 80 when we played them. 82.
1: 82. 82, that's right. Since we we boycotted the 1980 games, which I agreed with Carter on that one, even though that cost him big time. But uh, uh, yeah, it was kind of justified for Afghanistan, and we're back to the Cold War. But. You see, I know a lot about this. This is what I studied in college. Uh,
0: I know. Yes, I guess any time, the Olympics in Russia does have a lot of baggage. Um, It is. I mean, just, yeah, the entire past century is so weighted with that. Of course, I wonder if young people, you know, I mean, the young people who are doing like those ski slopes and those other extreme sports things there, do they even have any clue or any idea? I mean, most of them would have been born in a post-cold War. Wow! Yeah, post-Soviet Union era, right? Yeah,
1: but how many of them know about Alexander II and freeing the serfs, and Alexander III and his assassination, and you know Nicholas I, and or excuse me, Nicholas and and you know World War One and and everything that followed with that? It's you know, it's I mean, it's a very complex history. You know, I took I took one uh, Russian history class in college focused on the 19th century and Russia through World War I. And it was fascinating because, again, you went like, Oh, these people were really, really hurt. You know, they went through the meat grinder. And then World War I comes and, you know, the communists take power and things don't get better, uh, you know, when that happened. And it's just, it's a very sad, hurtful
0: history. The only thing I really know about Russia I know from The Princess Bride, and I'm going to botch the quote now, but what is it? Never fight a land war in Russia?
1: <laughs> never fight a land war in Asia. So. Oh, in Asia,
0: fudge. But um, I thought it was – because wasn't it about the whole winter that both the Nazis and Napoleon, you can't try to invade Russia in the winter, right? The Russian winter will defeat any army.
1: Yeah, but the land war in Asia was awesome. Oh,
0: yeah. I knew I was going to botch it. Darn it. Yeah,
1: we, we've we actually tried avoiding that one, that entire – other than Vietnam and Korea. But, yeah, we, we've learned <laughs> – We don't want to do that ever. So, yeah. So that's. Oh, yes. What other parts of the games have you watched and enjoyed?
0: I just say the figure skating is always fun. I always say I'm not going to watch it, and I do always get sucked into that. The ice dancing I just can't do. I'm like I'm sorry. I am especially back to World War II. Ever since I read a self on Norway about the Norwegian commandos and their roles in um, defeating Hitler's ability to get heavy water to build the bomb. Um, ever since then, I've appreciated. Is it the Nordic combined where they do the cross country skiing and the shooting? I now like when that was the life of the Norwegian commandos, like they and Nazi soldiers cross country skiing and trying to shoot each other i'm like i now appreciate the history of that event so and the significance so that's a fun one to watch how about you
1: yeah i am gonna stick with curling so
0: <laughs> it's it,
1: it, you know, the scottish blood boils in me strong and the idea whatever of,
0: i'm the one who's curled here so you know
1: it's well i was at a prior employer and we were talking about legal tech new york and figuring out okay hey, what's something fun that we could go do as opposed to just a regular party, I said curling. And we actually researched curling places, and we couldn't make it work, but that would have been
0: awesome. That would have been fun. It is a good time. Once a year, I highly recommend you do it beyond that. Eh. But once a year, it's a good event.
1: I would, it sounds like fun. So it's just, again, when you think of crazy Scottish sports of the stones sliding and the brooms, it's just, you can watch it unfold, and it's hypnotic. Yeah, because it's unlike anything you expect, you know, if you're, you know, hockey makes sense. You know, it's fast moving, but hockey makes sense. And you watch this thing with like, we're gonna have some stones and some brooms. And there's, they create a vacuum and keep things moving. It's, huh? okay,
0: sign me up. It is. It is very exotic. So, and then of course all the skiing events are fun too. I do like the Super G um, and those kind of things. It is amazing to just watch them flinging themselves down a mountainside. I mean, looking like they are just about to go flying off into the woods, which in my skiing experience, I don't go as fast as them, but I have often lost control and gone flying into the woods. So, you know, I do enjoy watching that. Um, I think the skiing events are always very cool. I'm kind of over the whole Bodie Miller thing. So, and I am bummed that Lindsey Vaughn from Minnesota couldn't participate in these games because that would have been good.
1: Yes, yes. Well, you know, at least we don't have another Claudine uh, Longuette situation happening this time around as, as well. So,
0: yes. Wait, I don't get that reference. What's that reference?
1: The old Saturday Night Live where someone was accidentally shot by. Oh. <laughs> so that, that it, it goes back to. I think, what, 1978 for for those. (laughs) So so that, again, a childhood flashback. And uh, so that that might be just a little dated, but yes.
0: Whoa, that's good. That's a retro reference. I like it.
1: You know, my mother taught me well.
0: (laughs) But the Olympics are fun. I forget, you know, we'd actually looked up where the next Winter Olympics are in four years. Is it Tokyo, I think? Yeah. I think it's time to people at work about this. I think it's Tokyo, but um, it will be interesting. There's always challenges, uh, making sure they have enough snow and the right snow and everything works. So
1: You know, as long as it's not like Beijing where they have to tell people to stop driving so that way the smog goes away, I I think they'll be okay.
0: Yes, that is true. Although still nothing's ever going to top those opening ceremonies in Beijing. They were very scary but very impressive.
1: Well, did you see – was it last week where they – The smog's so bad in Beijing that they have giant TV monitors to show the sun coming up because they can't see the sky.
0: I did not see that. That's sad. I was like,
1: whoa, that's that's not good.
0: Wow, that's not. All right. Well, back to Olympics. I must say, I think there's still more fun this week, so a little bit more time to get my Olympic fix. But seriously, whoever is in charge of the U.S. Olympic outfits, please, Ralph Lauren out, put in Michael Kors or somebody, or one of these younger designers. Give somebody else a chance. Ralph just can't do this.
1: There might not be an actual penal code violation for for crimes against fashion. (laughs) But there is intentional infliction of emotional distress. There we go. And what you have done to our Olympians who have trained hard and work hard. And I've actually, I haven't met a winter Olympian, but I have met one of the U.S. women's sailors, and that was awesome. Uh And and so I know how hard they work, or at least have an idea that it would kill me. And so don't dress them up in clown outfits. It's just the fundamentals are not right.
0: That's right. All right. Well, with that, we wrap up our special Winter Olympics edition of the Lego Geeks. I'm going to go, like, bundle up and put on a blanket and turn on the Olympics and pretend, um, I don't know, I'm there cheering on some Americans in some cold event.
1: I'm in warm California, so you, you go, girl. Have fun with that.
0: Yeah, so, I've got a snowstorm outside, so I can just go roll around in the snowbanks outside and pretend.
1: We got a drought, so that's, <laughs>
0: that's really not good. But no, we'll talk about you guys we- have serious issues out there. No, it, that's it, why I'm in Wisconsin, baby.
1: It's half the country's had record lows and the other half has had record drought. It's really bipolar in America. So
0: I'll take the record lows. I like Wisconsin. Got plenty of water here.
1: Good times. Well, America, stay geeky and good luck, America, at the Olympics.